You ready? Say short and sweet. Special random acts of kindness. 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 Hello, hello. Are we on? Yes. Hi, everyone. How are you? I just wanted to jump on quickly for a very, very special random act of kindness. Now, I have been meaning to do this episode for so long and um, sorry, I'm clicking and I've lost my page. Um, Yeah, like there's a lot going on and I want to talk about that, but I just I just have to take a breather and talk about this. And what this is, is Dr. Albert Shun. Now, Dr. Shun was Australia's first paediatric transplant surgeon um, here in New South Wales. And he did my son's transplant over 10 years ago and he has recently retired. And um, I'm just, that's what I'm clicking on. I, I've i seen it like all my kind of, I call them my kind of KFFs kidney friends forever all the mums have like posted about it and there's articles from the Sydney Children's Hospital Network and he they had a story on a current affair which was random but awesome um and yeah I just wanted to take a moment to talk about Dr. Sean he also did um Luke's transplant that's Tracy's Luke Tracy will be on in a couple of weeks that's Katie's bum if you're still with me um anyway I just want to read this from New South Wales, the Children's Hospital. Um, I don't know if it's Randwick or Sydney. We, there's two hospitals, it's weird, but they call it one. They don't call it one, just ignore that. So before I read the news article, I want to tell you what happens when you have hospital. And this also happened when I had my daughter. Um, <laughs> it's not funny, but um, the, the, the doctor that did my C-section with Jet Jet was born at 25 and a half weeks. So I was cut up and across and up. Good times that was. Anyway, you know, you meet the surgeon for two minutes, obviously, before you go in. I was completely knocked out for that. Um, And then (laughs) it's like random because you're in hospital, like you're in NICU, like you're living. I was at the hospital because I was far away from home, you know, and you're walking around the hospital in your pyjamas because it's your home. And you just get comfortable like that and it's too hard to get dressed. And you're like at the cafe ordering a schnitzel and the surgeon like is next to you and you're like looking at her in awe while she's ordering a coffee. Probably thinking, what are you doing, weirdo? But it's like, how could they ever remember all the people they slice and dice every day? Like that's what they do. Anyway, bit of a tangent for you. Um sorry where I was going with that is Dr. Sean you see when you walk the hallways um, of the hospital you might see him he'll be in his theatre gear Um, you know if um, I'm going to put some links up you always see him he's always um, in his theatre gear I guess because he's either going to or from theatre I'm not sure if his clinic was at the hospital I'm pretty sure it would have been anyway um, and you'd see him sometimes you're like oh my god that's Dr. Sean, but it's awkward, right? Because he's either going to or from theatre and you can't say anything and it's awkward, but you just want to be like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. Like you do that anyway, but anyway, um, 
yeah, it's kind of these people, especially the people at GPs, are awesome. And anyway, this headline here is farewell to Dr. Superhuman, Superman, Sean. Now, I remember, um, I think, gosh, I don't know where, and maybe I just made it up. Another thing too about Dr. Sean is I remember he had like a crappy little crap crappy office and he had like a little sleep out, a little um, fold out bed in his office because sometimes those liver transplants are like 25 hours of theatre. Back in the day, right? Not now, but can you imagine having theatre for like a whole day and there's whole teams and that's what they would have done in the early days. I think I've said to you before, um, my Josh's disease, they didn't know what it was until 1987. Now that's that that's not that long ago. And the day he was diagnosed, I was given a thing from London, like a, a sheet, an info sheet or something saying, you know, this will require a transplant by age six. Josh had his transplant four days before his fifth birthday. Like they know. Anyway, um, not only was he like um, an incredible surgeon, so obviously transplant, he did cancer and he also did separation of conjoined twins um, and he also was very compassionate, very family focused and he also did work in third world countries in his spare time. I don't know what spare time he'd have. So 45 years of public service to the Children's Hospital Network. Like, that's a long time. Um, so there's some quotes here of, you know, how he's saved children's lives, probably. Um, yeah, 1987. Wow. So that's the same year Josh's disease was kind of diagnosed. And it would have been some brave family who and some pioneering doctor that would have you know, you hear it all the time, like these new treatments, they have to start on patient zero, right? And someone has to put their hand up for that. So, you know, there's people that did that before us. So, um, yeah, here it says here, RPA uh, did the liver transplant clinic at Westmead. Um, I'm trying to find the thing about the ping pongs. I had this all open, then I closed it. I always do that. <clears throat> Um, there's a picture of the ping pong where's the ping pong story yeah, search ping pongs ping pong okay Dr. Shum was also the first to use a ping pong ball as a surgical aid a stroke of ingen <laughs> a stroke of genius let's just say that um, that went against all the normal protocols um, and it saved the patient's life. It was also featured in a, an, an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Wow, I knew about the ping pong thing. I didn't know Grey's Anatomy. I'll have to find a link to that. Um, he also co-led a medical team who separated conjoined twins in India in 2012. Um, and that surgery involved separating 11-month-olds' fused livers and removing their hearts from a common membrane chamber. Like, I don't even know what that is, but that sounds hardcore. Um, there's something I want to say about this that kind of 
bugs me as well. Not Dr. Sean, he's awesome. Like when you see TV shows and like if you watch House or I think there was a thing on Dr. Doctor that, you know, the dad needed a kidney transplant. He was in kidney failure and he needed it like the next week. I know like I'm preaching to the converted because you can't need it. If you need a transplant, like, okay, it can happen overnight, but the chances of it happening the next week is bloody ridiculous. So don't believe the TV shows. Anyway. I just wanted to quickly jump jump on and give some love to Dr. Shun. Thank you, Dr. Shun, for all the work you've done. 45 years, that's epic. Saved so many lives. And I'm going to put all the links here. There's I've taken a snippet from the New South Wales Health website. I'll put the link up for the nine years. There's stuff for Sydney of Uni. Something in the Sydney Morning Herald, Health Share, Daily Telegraph, Transplant Australia, LinkedIn. Like it goes on and on and on. Lots of photos of him. And he's always smiling too. You know how some doctors are like sad face or resting bitch face? Probably just serious face. He's like fully always happy and smiling. Anyway, I just wanted to do that. Thank you, Dr. Sean. Um enjoy your retirement well deserved i hope you like sitting on an island drinking 50 million cocktails and having a good time all right thanks bye hey thanks for listening you can find us here on the podcast and on instagram at disinfluencer.co that's also our website which isn't live yet but you can check it out anyway Don't be shy, slide into our DMs if you'd like to be on the podcast, if you have a podcast recommendation for us or want us to be on an interview with you, let us know. Bye.